Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hey there, how is it going? It's going well. How are you? I am doing excellent. It's a Friday. I like Fridays. Yes, you do. I think you know that. Mm-hmm. January 14th, which means we are on the edge of a big, gigantic NFL playoff weekend featuring the first ever Monday night football playoff game. Indeed, yes. Uh, That game uh, involves the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. We talked about that last episode, talked about that matchup last episode. Uh, Listeners, if if you haven't heard that one, go back, um, break down that game. Uh, But today, we're going to focus on uh, most of the remaining games yet to be discussed. Uh, So um, you're going to break down the Steelers-Chiefs, 49ers-Cowboys, Eagles-Bucks, Patriots-Bills. Yep. Awesome. And uh, basically, the structure's what? What's their strengths? I guess it's like team strengths? Yeah, strengths of the team... Uh, offense and defensively, and then weakness on both sides of the ball, and then uh, I'll do that for both teams in the matchup, and then talk about the winner. Particularly in the context of the team they're playing, right? Right. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun, so let's jump right in. Alrighty. So let's you, do it. So start Steelers-Chiefs. Yeah, so this game, is, it's going to be an interesting one for sure, uh, because, I mean, the Steelers, we talked about it, team that no one really expected to to get even get into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when you look at the, the, the strengths, uh, actually, let's start with the weaknesses of the Steelers. Sure. I think the weakness is the, is the pass defense of, of the Steelers because okay. when they played um, just a few weeks ago, this, the, the Chiefs basically walked all over the Steelers, went where they pleased, and just yeah. the, the whole field was, was wide was, open uh, for it's them. It was playground. It was Mahomes' yes, playground. Exactly. It's like his backyard. So, and what ended up happening is the Steelers were always a step behind uh, the St- uh, the Chiefs players, or they just failed to make the tackle. One yeah. Chiefs player juke three Steelers players on the way to the end zone. So yeah. that's not great when you're when you're playing this type of uh, this type of team, especially with how much uh, how fast and how quickly they can move. The other issue that they that they were really dealing with uh, is is the pass rush. Patrick Mahomes just had to simply slide up in the pocket, and he was clean for the entire game and was yeah. able to just do exactly what he pleased. Which is an issue because if you give him too much time, he'll end up uh, hurting you pretty fast, and there's not a whole lot you can do about it, especially if you're not you're not rushing him. The other issue for the Steelers, as far as the offensive side of the ball, is is um, their pass game because yes, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster will be back. I think he's he's practicing more, so he could be back in this game. But the issue is um, Ben Roethlisberger when he is pressured and and guys are in his face. Uh, the, there's a lot of miscues that goes on uh, in the passing realm for the Steelers, whether it's tip balls, whether it's aired passes, whether it's just dropped footballs or just min- miscommunication on the routes. And that's something we saw in the last few games, including the Chiefs ones and the, uh, the Ravens and the Browns games. You notice that there's a there's a lot of that. You just have to watch a little bit of film and you'll <laughs> you'll be able to see it. Yeah, it's it's pretty evident there. But uh, for the good, because you know you always want to focus on the good, because that's where teams will execute on, and that will be even better. So I think one of the biggest strong points for this team is their is their run game. As far as uh, Najee Harris is concerned, he's been doing a good job yeah. getting the football. He gets a pretty big workload. I expect that to continue, uh, especially if it, um, as they try to get things working against this really 
a pretty decent uh, Chiefs team. Um, we'll talk about them in a second, but really good Chiefs team that can do a lot of damage uh, against against you. So they got to make sure they're on the ground, running the football, getting things moving. That way the passing game, because um, I mentioned it's kind of off and on, can be better and uh, get things moving a little bit quicker. Um, and then the run defense is something I think is a strong point for for the Steelers. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, what about the game against the Ravens where the Ravens absolutely just walked all over the yeah. Steelers? That is true. But uh, in the other games, as far as the uh, the Browns game, they kept Chubb in check. They really didn't let him have uh, much rushing yards, kind of stopped him. And, the, and then that's why the Browns ended up losing because they couldn't rely on the run game right. to help supplement Baker's play because he was injured. And there's all that stuff that goes around it. But it's also one of those things that it can go off and on. And the Chiefs are the type of team that also likes to run the football quite a bit. So they got to make sure that they're playing really well and they're not letting these types of big games gains happen like they did against the Ravens. They need to kill that and make sure that doesn't happen in order to have the most success in this game. Um, and I think, and then moving into the Chiefs side of the ball, I think like everyone knows that Patrick Mahomes, if given time, uh, is a very good, uh, a good, very good playmaker. So I think one of the strengths of this Kansas city team is their pass game. I think they're going to have to use it a lot against the Steelers. I think that's something that they were able to do last time they met, not too mm-hmm. uh, fairly recently. And then when did I, they, do you, do you know what week? Uh, you can look that up. I think it was like yeah. three weeks ago. Yeah, I'll go check it out. Um, or maybe four weeks ago, three or four weeks ago. But I think they did a good job of getting getting the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, getting it to the playmakers, letting them make plays. Um, the, the the Steelers are going to have their hands full, um, especially against this Kansas City team because yeah, of all the played, playmakers. Sorry, they played the uh, the day after Christmas. So this was very recently. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, so I think they just need to be getting the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, making sure he slides up in the pocket and makes room for himself uh, so that they don't end up kind of getting injured in that way. But I think, I mean, they're, it, it's kind of hard to pick a, a a bad portion of this team. I think against the Broncos, maybe you could call their, their uh, pass defense a little bit of an issue. Because in that game, I feel like the, I feel like the, all of these areas were in the games I watched were really strong for the Chiefs. I think a lot of people are going to be like, but during the Broncos game, they let Drew Locke run for two touchdowns. Yeah. The open, middle of the field was wide open, blah, blah, blah. But we're looking at the Steelers. We're not looking yeah. at the, the, the Denver Broncos right. with the running quarterback. We're looking at Big Ben. Yeah. And maybe if they do a delayed handoff, maybe that gigantic lane will open up. But yeah. we're looking at Ben Roethlisberger that's not that type of running quarterback. And I think... They're really good in man-to-man coverage as far as the, uh, the Chiefs are concerned. We saw in the Broncos game, we saw in the uh, Bengals game, where, yes, the Bengals game is maybe not the best example because Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase, and he hurt them a little bit in this game. But I thought they did a really good job, especially in the Broncos game, of uh, of when they did the crossing patterns, getting in front of those and uh, kind of staying on top of them. And those were mostly in man coverage. I think they did a really good job of that. And that's a lot of the stuff that the Steelers try to run are these little crossing, fast crossing in um, patterns to get the ball out of uh, Ben Roethlisberger's hands as quickly as possible. So I think they need to be running a lot of man to prohibit that type of thing and kind of because these corners are good enough to guard one v one pretty much anyone on the Steelers Steelers roster as far as their wide receivers are concerned. Maybe you put some safety help if uh, Schuster plays in this game, but if not, I don't think they have really much issue there. Um, but I think if you're looking at the worst part of the ball, I think it has to do with the, the with the the run defense because it can it can be really good, 
but it can also be really, really bad. And we saw that uh, in the, the the Denver Broncos game where they got pretty much run all over um, mm-hmm. Melvin Ingram. Or it's not, is it Melvin Ingram? No, not Melvin Ingram, but uh, Melvin Gordon uh, ran pretty much wherever he wanted to at times and kind of destroyed the defense. And then they had to come up, make plays. And then at the end of the game, they actually made the play that turned into the, the, the fumble recovery that ended up winning, going for the touchdown. They came back against the Broncos and ended up winning that game. But in the Bengals game, they did a decent job of keeping Mixon in, in, in check and not letting him do pretty much anything. But my concern is what type of chiefs def- uh, or uh, defense, as far as the running game, are we going to get, are we going to get the defense that's, playing well and making plays and stopping the running back or are we going to let Najee Harris make big plays and we got to make sure we're as for the Chiefs they're playing well excuse me in both of those areas in order to have success and then it, the other thing that I want to mention is the the run game for the Chiefs because I think the the run game gets overpowered by by the pass game that the that the Kansas City Chiefs has and it's easy to to not really notice it because it's more supplementary than actually a forefront part of their offense, but it is a big deal for this team. And I think they need to establish it early, kind of ground pounded a little bit. Cause like I mentioned, the Steelers defense isn't that great as far as run defense is concerned. Um, and I think they've, the Ravens were able to move all over them. And I think if they're able to put the ball on the ground and use some of that, they're going to be able to open up a lot more in the passing game. I feel like the Steelers, I feel like there's, there's two games, the Steelers game and the Bucks game, which we're talking about in a little bit, where those games seem like the the, the Chiefs and the Bucks have the best chance to win it. And I think in this game, I, I mean, when I was looking at watching this footage and stuff, I just couldn't think of a way that the Steelers could come up with an upset, especially against this experienced Kansas City Chiefs team that makes play after play after play. And when you watch the the, the game footage of of the Steelers and the Chiefs throughout the season. You you always notice that the, the that the um the, the the Steelers are always just seems something seems off with them. They never seem like they're fully on the right page, and are consistent for an extended period of time. We saw it last season in the playoffs, right going up right into the playoffs. There's a lot of drop passes, similar type of concept and t- things that we talk about here, and now. Um, going against the Kansas City Chiefs, I think they're going to experience a similar problem with this Kansas City Chiefs team. So as far as the, the, the keys to success for each team, for the Steelers, it's going to be able to get the ball on the ground and run the ball early and see what type of Kansas City uh, run defense you get. Is it the bad one or is it the good one? If it turns out to be the ba- uh, good one, then you have to turn to the, to, the, uh, to the air to throw the football. And I think at that point, we'll know which way this game is headed. Because if the Steelers are not able to run the football, we're going to be able to see that Kansas City is going to be able to take control of the game. But if Kansas City is able to run the football, or the uh, the Steelers are able to run the football, then we'll see a little bit more of a closer game. For the Kansas City Chiefs, it's really make sure Patrick Mahomes stays off the turf, uh, make some plays, gets moves up in the pocket, and then also they use the run game quite a bit and let that do its thing. Because when you run the football, everyone knows the passing game opens up in that way. And then also pressure um, Ben Roethlisberger as much as you possibly can and make him make mistakes because he will in the passing game. You just have to you just have to open up that opportunity for him. So as far as a pick for this game, yes, sir. I'm going to go 14 uh, points for a, a 14 point win for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, that's quite that would be quite a walloping, but you know what? I think it's more likely than I not. I think it's more likely than not. Yep, I think that. Uh, 
you, sir, are correct on that one. All right. Well, let's move. Uh, let's move on to the Dallas Cowboys versus the San Francisco 49ers. Dallas is giving three points on this one. So they're supposed to win by three. You said they're giving. Oh, they're giving. Three. Gotcha. That means that. Uh, you know what that means. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So I think uh, this is probably my favorite game of the weekend like this is the game i'm looking forward to really? the most okay i think it's going to be the closest most heavily contested game again vegas agrees um so i think that's going to be i think it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch i'm really 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 excited about this game because i think both of these teams in the nfc are rising stars in the nfc and even if they don't succeed this season they're on the verge of succeeding next season so I think this is going to be really fun to watch. I think they're pretty closely evenly matched. But let's break down the 49ers first here. Okay. Uh, one thing we – I think they this the 49ers defense and offense, and I think they're probably maybe even better than uh, Kansas City Chiefs in this way. They are very consistent in all areas, but the only thing I have against – the, the the 49ers uh, offensively is the pass game and the reason I say that not because their pass game is in any way bad or injured is more to do with Garoppolo and his in his thumb injury uh, we saw we see, we kind of see it a little bit where he has to take snaps under center he doesn't really do shotgun passes it seemed like he was a little uncomfortable on that thumb throughout the Rams game before they make that really big comeback so I think it's going to be kind of depending on can he you know, operate, can he do what he needs to do with that thumb? Because he's obviously going to have some more time that he's been resting and he's been playing. We'll see exactly how he's going to be able to play. But there begs the question of, is he, because when you play with a thumb, like a, a thumb injury like that, no matter if it's a throwing hand thumb or not, it still can affect your gameplay. So if I have to worry about something on this 49ers team, it's their pass game because like I'll mention in a second, the 49ers pa- or the 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 um the Cowboys pass defense is very good and you have to be there's not a whole lot of room for error. But we've seen in the last few games, uh specifically the game against the Titans, which I believe was just before Christmas, and the uh Arizona game. No, not the Arizona game, but the uh the Rams game, my bad. And they played last weekend to even get in the playoffs. We saw them go on these really hot streaks of passing the football and moving the ball downfield and looking very comfortable and having little to no problem against these really good defenses and making plays and having really good success with all these all the guys they have Debo, Ayuk, uh, uh, Kittle, all these guys contributed into the passing game and they didn't let them down in any way, shape, or form. And I think that that's something they're going to have to do against this Cowboys team is they're going to have to be playing extremely well for the full length of time. Um, and that's something I do worry about in their passing game is it, it offensively they've gone hot and they've gone cold throughout games. It's usually in the Titan, Tennessee Titans game, it wasn't as long of hot and cold, but it was there. Uh, and then during the Rams game, it, the whole first half was terrible. And in the second yeah. half, they finally were able to uh, put something together. Uh, like I mentioned, I don't have a whole lot of complaints for this team. I think their uh, their 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 uh, run game is something that is a very good part of this team because Debo is not even a running back; he's a wide receiver, but he acts like a running back uh-huh. and he can mow people over and make plays, which then makes all their other running backs have fresh legs when they come in and they're able to kind of go through the. Uh, he can come into rotation and go back into wide receiver, and that keeps everyone fresh when they're coming into the game and yeah. making sure they got the the, uh, the right place or the right call and then the right players. And I think Debo's 
really turn into one of the more heavily used running backs for this uh, for this offense, which is weird because he's a wide receiver. Um, the other thing I would mention is the the run defense, which I think is probably the better of the two for uh, for the 49ers. And that, that the run game has been pretty insane, especially if you look at like I mentioned, uh, the Tennessee Titans won, and I think uh, I think they're gonna have a lot of success against the Cowboys because Ezekiel and uh, Tony Pollard have been used a little bit in this offense. But when it doesn't really work out, Dak takes matters into his own hands a little bit. And the passing game is really where this team is. The Cowboys have really kind of uh, came into their own a little bit here. I don't think the the run game has been as big a deal, and I think this 49ers defense can come in and shut it down pretty fast and not let a whole that whole lot happen. For this Cowboys team, I think that's something they're going to need to do. Make the running game non-existent. And if they can do that, I think they're going to have a really uh, really good time during during the game. And then also, the passing defense, can you even call it the, the worst part? I don't know. But what you look when you when you look at it, the, when they were playing um, the Tennessee Titans, they really didn't have to get to Ryan Tannehill to mess up the passing plays and make sure they didn't have much success. The Rams, against the Rams, they made sure that that the passing game pretty much dried up at the end of it. Didn't really let a whole lot happen. Um, I mean, there was a, a little bit of a touch. There's because it went kind of back and forth towards overtime. But I think that's probably maybe the the worst part of the ball is their pass defense. I think it could take a little bit more of a step up, um, especially at the late part of the Rams game. They couldn't quite keep the Rams out of the end zone. They let them come in. You got to clean that up. Make sure that can't happen. So you don't have to go into the overtime to um, get a win. You don't want to let overtime decide anything because momentum can switch like that. And especially in overtime games. Uh, and then for the, for the Cowboys, I think their strongest point. Um, and I think this has a lot to do with the fact uh, that their, their cornerbacks are who they are. I think their pass defense is fantastic. I mean, if you watched the Washington football team game that they played, I think week 16, where they beat them like 56 to 14, that was a lot to do with the defense just absolutely shutting down um, uh, uh, Heineke and the Washington football team uh, offense and not letting them do pretty much anything. Um, Trevon Diggs has done a great job of of being a ball hog, uh, hawk or hog, whatever you want to call it, um, and getting and getting a lot of interceptions and making th- sure things can't happen. Um, and I think they're going to have to be doing a lot of that, especially against the 49ers, where, like I mentioned, they've got like three really good wide receivers and some other guys that can definitely make some plays, but they're going to have to play lockdown defense. I would actually encourage Chevon Diggs to play on Debo Samuel and then let uh, the other cornerbacks do their business on the other guys because I think Debo is probably the biggest threat um, to to the uh, to the Cowboys. You can't let him get hot. you got to make sure you're keeping him in check, and I think he's the right cornerback for that job. The part that I would say on defense is the liability, if you can even call it a liability, is the run defense. I mean, it, it's had it. It's I don't even know if you can call it a liability. I think it's a really strong point of this this Cowboys. I think it's like their weakest spot. I guess you can call it the weakest spot because I'm trying to figure out the good and the bad. But yeah. I think their, their front seven and then their linebackers have done a great job just just being destructive and just getting after the quarterback, uh, kind of getting con- – they didn't do a great job of containing Kyler Murray in the uh, Arizona game. But what I'm looking at is, like I mentioned before, we're playing – Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. So if you can get after him and you can keep him relatively contained or get him on the run, then you can make him have some struggles. Just make sure you're always giving him constant pressure. Um, So if they can get through, but I think for the run game, they're going to have to be strong. And the reason I said that they're not, 
maybe not the strongest point is because I think Debo is going to give him some some sort of a headache in this game because if he finds even a smallest lane or there could be no lane, he can just mow people over or get to barely uh, get through a smallest gap and turn into a big play. So they're going to have to be very careful and play the best ball that they played. I mean, throughout the entire season, especially against this team, like I mentioned, I think they're one of the best teams in the NFC right now. Um, so they're going to have to play really well. And that's why I would say they're probably the weak point. The weak point for the offense, though, for me, without a question, is the run game. I feel like it's been really inconsistent at times. It's um, at times it's Ezekiel Elliott being the being the workhorse, and then it's Tony Pollard, and then sometimes neither of these guys play great, and then sometimes they do play great. It just seems like it's just way up and down all over the place. And you never know what really to expect. We don't know if we're going to move on from the run game. We're going to go back to the run game. It just really depends on the given uh, given game <laughs> or the given week. you know. So I feel like that's not their strongest point, and I think the, the 49ers need to do have that in the back of their mind of – like this, we need to be great on 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 in passing downs and on uh, passing plays, and then let them move to the running game because I think we can stop them there. That's what their mindset has to be. Is I know they can stop them there, but I think passing game is their strong point because we talked about at the beginning of the season. Would this uh, Cowboys big three, if you want to call them, of uh, uh, C.D. Lamb? Uh, Amari Cooper and um, and actually one of the guys that we really didn't talk about is Wilson number one he's been he's, I think he's like a rookie but he's actually come into his own a lot in like the last three games and really been a really strong target uh, for uh, for Dak Prescott and I think that's really going to continue for him but I think what's going to end up happening uh, in this game is it's going to become into a little bit of a shootout situation I think the running game is going to be more helpful for the 49ers, but the Cowboys are going to be turning into a really just throw it, get down the field, score type of team. And they're going to have to be able to, A, you, uh, do clock management through the uh, through the air, which is not something you hear all the time. And it takes a lot more skill to be able to do that. But uh, B, they're going to need to be able to do it and get ahead of the chains multiple times because I don't think they're going to have success on the ground. Um, and then for the 49ers, they're just going to have to just, I think defense... Is where they're going to win the football game. Offense, it, it doesn't matter how good they are. I think defensively, if they can get to Dak Prescott and they can uh, disrupt the passing game, and then they're going to force them onto the, they need to force them into the ground game because then that's when things start to kind of get. I think it's going to get a little bit hairy for them uh, in that situation. But as far as the pick for this game, I think personally, it's really hard to pick this game. And I, I mean, I was think about this all day like who would I pick to win this football game because both teams are so good and they the both teams have so much ability on on either side of the football and to be honest it's I mean I my pro I just think hmm, it's hard mm-hmm. uh I like the 49ers I like the who they become I like the the Cowboys I feel like either way you're kind of screwed because it just seems like whoever you pick is going to be the two people that are going to lose yeah uh, it just feels like one of those types of games I agree um, with Vegas going to be a three point game I think it's, it's going to come down to a field goal yeah my problem is do I trust the the the, the Robbie Gold or do I trust uh, Greg Zerline yeah and well. to be honest I trust Robbie Gold more so I'm going to go with the the uh, the the 49ers by three I'm going to take the other side I think the Cowboys. I mean, I would go with the Cowboys if it wasn't going to come down to be such a close game because yeah, no, I get it. I mean, yeah, so it's all about the kicker. I get the. I, I was watching it. like the Arizona game, 
and normally be like, okay, that's a routine kick, but he missed it, and that's yeah. why they ended up losing the game because yeah. of that one well, field hey. goal. So hey. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go on both sides of that one. Okay. Next up, Eagles Buccaneers. This has got to be the easiest one. Yeah, like I mentioned, pick. I think. Um, like I mentioned, I think. <laughs> Other than the, maybe Steelers, Chiefs. the Steelers Chiefs in this game were the easiest. But you know, gotta gonna get through here. I think. Uh, just before we get into like the 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 game film and all that stuff, I think one of the one of the funnier stories coming out of this one is uh, Bruce Arians talking about how I think he thinks that uh, Jalen Hurts is making an improvement uh, throughout the season since last time they played. Hundred yeah. percent agree with that. I think he's become a better quarterback. Do I think the team has made an improvement since the last time they played? No, no, not at not all. Not so much. Um, they're basically every like the stuff I talked about with the Steelers. I think you can kind of equate to this team uh, as far as their their pass defense. It, I mean, it, it really depends. I mean, it, I mean against Washington, it was fine. It was kind of up and down, and then they started getting a pass rush, and then they started playing better, and they were able to force a couple aired passes. I mean, but before that, they were kind of getting steamrolled on the ground and through the air, so they really didn't play all that well. And then it's like, and then against the Giants when they played, the Giants were their own worst enemy, um, and they they made a lot of aired passes. But if they were able to actually connect on that, who knows? It could have been a closer game, uh, and so I think. I don't really know if you can pick a side of the ball to be, I mean, not a side of the ball, but a part of the defense to be better because I don't really think either of them are that great. I think it's just kind of whenever they just feel like they're in a groove and we're going to stop the running back or the pass game at this time because we've seen them play really well and then they kind of play, and then at the end of the game, they kind of pick up steam and then end up pull off a victory by like seven, 10 points, depends on the game. And then you're like, okay, look, they won. But where I think the, the Eagles make the biggest splash as uh as a team is there is there pass repass and running game and in my notes i combine this as one and the reason why is because jalen hurts ability has improved since the last time the bucks um and eagles have met that's uh, not the problem the problem is the defense but when you look at the when you look at the um passing game and the running game they really do a really great job of using the run game to complement the the passing game. They'll feed the running back, let him run, and then they'll use the option and let Jalen Hurts keep it. And then on the following play, this like three plays in, they're on the passing game, and then they do it all over again. And they're just doing the same cycle, which is really genius because then the defense doesn't know what to expect because at any time it could be any one of these plays. And then they're expecting run, but it's actually Jalen Hurts with the ball. So now they're going out to the running back, and then Jalen Hurts sneaks out for a 30-yard run. And then on the next play, they're throwing it to Devontae Smith, and then all the defense is completely confused. Now, that would be a good thing if they weren't playing the Bucks, And if you look at it, if you just took everything about the Eagles and you took everything about the Bucks, the Bucks are great enough to overpower everything good about the Eagles. Uh, their running defense, like I mentioned, they're just getting run over at times and they stiffen up sometimes. The issue is the Bucks have some of the best running backs in the league. Maybe not Ronald Jones. I think they said he's out for this game, but Fournette uh, and, and uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, they, these guys are not easy to bring down, uh, and they're being uh, coached that way. Passing, you got, I mean, do we really even mention the wide receivers that the, the, the Bucks have? I mean, I think a lot of people already know about who they are. Yep. And then um, this front seven in Via Vea, uh, I don't know if Sue will play. It just depends on, you know, just the injury report. We'll get, the, I'll, I'll post that on 
uh, uh, Saturday to, to the exact um, uh, injury report, so you guys know that because not everything is exactly clear at this point. But when you say post, you mean to omniasports.com. Indeed. But I think what's good about the Eagles is, like I mentioned, their passing game. But I just don't think I don't think the Bucks will be fooled as much as other teams are. Um, and I don't think the sample size was big enough for the Eagles. Their ending ending slate of the, of the season was extremely easy. It was Washington, the Giants, and then Washington, and then the Eagles. Or um, and not the Eagles, but the, the Cowboys. So their ending of the season wasn't that difficult to get into the playoffs. So we really don't know how they interact with a team that is of the caliber of the Bucks. Not to mention that many teams are, but we haven't really seen that. And they're not going to get fooled by these little play or like, fake runs to try to get open maybe one or two times that will work. And then they'll actually have to do some just generic passes. The issue is, and we saw this in the Washington football team game is the, um, uh, is, is some of the Jalen hurts his passes. Yes. They're on target, but sometimes the defender has a better chance of catching the football than the, 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 the wide receiver does. And because these defensive players for these other teams aren't as great as Tampa Bay's, I think there's really not a whole lot to talk about there. But really, if you look at the keys to success for this game, it's just basically this. Uh, the Bucks have to play Bucks uh, football, and they'll be fine. And the Eagles have to hope for the best right. and that no one plays in this game. <laughs> then then they'll be fine. <laughs> then they'll be okay. Um, I, I mean, I, I, mean I, I feel comfortable with saying another 14-point victory for this game. Yeah, so you're going to go <laughs> Tampa by 14. Okay. I don't. Think it's uh, that I can't unrealistic. say that I. I can't say that I would disagree with you that they wouldn't try to like you know put an exclamation mark on it. Because I mean, if they come out of this game just absolutely pounding the Eagles, the momentum that they'll be carrying into whoever they play out of the 49ers Cowboys game will make that that game probably the, one of the most hyped playoff games yeah. of all time. Because I mean, that team will be coming off a major win. That game will be tight, and then they'll come into this game, and it's just going to be. A pound because I mean it would be great if the Cowboys won, which I don't think they will. But it'd be great if they didn't play the uh, the Bucks because then that would be a rematch of Week One's action to see if they can come back and win. Yeah, well that didn't go so well for Tampa, did it? Tampa win that? They won, but they had to come back. But I think that'd be even more entertaining. Okay. But also, just one side note because you mentioned the uh, uh, the Rams Cardinals game. We talked about that. Yeah. I saw today that J.J. Watt will be playing in that game. Okay. So I just wanted to clear that up. Got it. J.J. Watt will be back. Hopkins will not. Okay. There you go. You heard it here. Okay. So the Patriots, uh, Bills, this is the last one in uh, the games you're going to talk about. Yeah. So this game, I was actually kind of unimpressed with. So there's there's something you got to look at in this game. If this was a warm weather football game, uh, you can look this up, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the high in that game will be zero degrees in Buffalo for a Patriots-Bills game. Now, the last time it was that cold, the uh, the the um, the pay or the Patriots decided to do one pass in the first half and just run the football the rest of the game. Now, I think the reason why that worked is because when you look at this team, if the Bills and the and the and the, and the Patriots were playing in warm weather football and it wasn't home field advantage, and maybe they were playing like they do in college football where the playoff games are in random stadiums. We could see the, the Patriots absolutely get throttled in this game because the uh, the pass defense uh, is the weakness of the team. I put it in my notes. The weakness of the team, they're always a step behind and can't seem to catch up. Uh, and I think what ends up happening is we saw it against Miami 
they really couldn't get much going. They were they always felt a little bit behind, and they, they seemed to be able to steamroll them a little bit, and they really couldn't see, find their footing. Uh, in the Bills game that they played, not the first one, but the second one, same thing. The Bills just had their way against this the 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 uh, Patriots team. And the one thing I kept hearing in my head is inexperience, 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 because this team. Yes, these there's some veteran pieces, but there's also some young pieces, and there's not a whole lot of chemistry behind it quite yet. And I think they're a little bit ahead of their time as far as this season. I feel like they're we're everyone's expecting Super Bowl a bust because it's Bill Belichick's team, but it's also these players are playing the game. The coaches can never do everything possible, but the players yeah. are the ones it's doing it. So I think, and then also the run game. It sacrificed a decent amount of yardage uh, to opposing teams. Running attack, it's it's not that great. It can definitely be better in a lot of ways. We saw that in the last few games. Uh, there's not a whole lot of redeeming factors you can point to for the Patriots. Uh, and then in the passing game, I feel like the, the inexperience of Matt Jones is manifesting itself, where a lot of these passes, sometimes routine passes are just just missed or not thrown correctly and there's some there's pressure getting to Matt Jones so he has to scramble outside the pocket it just seems like there's too much hype around this 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 Patriots team and if you look at it you will notice what I'm talking about what I mean when the defense is a step behind or the running back running uh, running not running game, but the uh, running defense is just not quite where it needs to be. And Mac Jones isn't doing the exact right things that he was able to do at the beginning of the season. I feel like they're, they've kind of hit the, the ceiling of what they're capable of. Um, and then for the, for the, the, the bills, um, I think it's for the passing game. If it's going to be zero degrees, I think the passing game will be, we're not doing that. <laughs> I think they're just going to just throw it away because yeah, um, Josh Allen has a little bit of a problem with throwing it too hard at his wide receivers in the cold, so they can't catch it. And that's exactly why in Atlanta's game we saw some drops and non-completions that should have been caught routinely. It's because it's too cold and there's too much zip on the football. So they're going to have to be careful with that. And also I think that's also could lead to some uh, in- easy interceptions for the Patriots team, which is where they could capitalize and make some plays if they decide to go with the run game. Um, the run game uh, for the Bills, I I think I think uh, it's really great that they've got Josh Allen as RB one and uh, Singletary as RB two, because Josh Allen can really just do anything he wants to in the running game and just make plays, which is probably not the best decision, but that's really where the um where the the, the Bills are at this point. So Josh Allen RB one all the way, um, and I also think for for the defense is concerned, they've got to be careful. With the run defense, and this is where I will, the, the the keys to success for both of these teams come into play. Uh, for the Patriots, they've got to make sure that they are running the football as er, as often and as early as they possibly can, because that's where the strong point of this defense or the uh, for this Patriots team lies is in their running game. If they can get on the ground, they can make plays. They make guys miss. They can start th- start to get things rolling. And if they do some pass behind the line of scrimmage and get blockers out in front, that's when you have success. And that's when teams that have played them in the recent weeks have had success, especially in these colder games. For whatever reason, a team that's literally in the state where it's freezing doesn't do a great job of acting like they're <laughs> this is home field advantage, where teams can take av- advantage of the weather of the home, t- home team, which is kind of odd. You don't hear that all that often, but... That can work for the Patriots. They got to be taking advantage of those little things. Every time Josh Allen makes a mistake, 
capitalize. If it's an overthrown pass, get the interception. Run the football. Get the things started that needs to get started and don't pass the football because I'm worried that Mac Jones will make a mistake with the football because even yeah. if it's warm, it's hard to throw a football when it's cold. It really is because your hands are freezing. You can't get a good grip on it. I, I, I could foresee some of the same stuff that's happening to Josh Allen happening to Mac Jones. So if they can get the ball on the ground and they can have success there, hey, maybe they could win. But if you're the Bills, know that, right? Know the fact that you have some areas where you fall short, A, and B, you know what the Patriots like to do to you. Don't buy the stuff Belichick's saying where the last few games doesn't even matter. It's always about this next game. No doubt they're watching the film and saying, hey, look, we ran the football all over this team last time. I think the weather's the same. I Look at all these mistakes that they're making in colder weather. Let's 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 use this against them. So I, I think uh, uh, don't listen to all that. But I think also you're going to have to do a very similar thing if you're the Bills. You can use the passing game somewhat, but make sure you're on the ground. I think what's going to end up happening in this game, the winner of the game is going to be the first team to stop the run game. As soon as that happens, the other team's just going to fall flat, and this yeah. game's going to get decided like that. So it could be decided in the first half. It could be decided in the first quarter. It could be decided in the first 15 seconds. So it just depends. So, But I think this this game is hardest to decide, not because of ex- like like I'm super excited to watch it or these teams are like so evenly matched like the 49ers game was, but I think. And do you know what the spread is of this game? Just out of curiosity, I wonder what the the, the spread is. But I can tell you right now, it is uh, four and a half. The uh, Buffalo's giving four and a half. Ah, okay. So I think. Four and a half is an odd number because that's more than a field mm-hmm. goal. So it's basically a touchdown. Yeah. I don't know why four and a half. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I don't – well, because it's so hard because during those cold-weather games, field goals are going to be sliding all over the place. There's no guarantee things are going to happen, all that stuff. I, I, at first, when I first looked at this game, my first thought was uh, Patriots all the way. They're going to be the winner. Uh, but now I'm more confident to the fact that it's probably going to be Buffalo <laughs> by a touchdown, just because I okay, don't think so field goals going to be flying. Buffalo by a touchdown, huh? Yeah. Okay. How have the Bills performed in the playoffs? Oh, they're terrible in the playoffs, but so are the Patriots. Well, are they? Yeah, last season they got okay. You're looking at my, but but look at Belichick. If you just look at Belichick and regardless okay, of yeah. who his quarterback yeah, yeah, yeah. is, let's talk about pretty well. Let's talk about Belichick here. Hold on, I got a, I got a stat that's gonna okay, it's gonna wow you. Okay, wow me, sir. Go for it. Bill Belichick is looking for the first postseason win without Tom Brady as his quarterback since 1994. Okay, well listen, but he's done it. No, and 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 who knows if the times that he did it with Tom. Uh, I had a lot to do with Tom Brady and the type of team that they put around him. I, right now, this is not the same team as the team they put around him. That's what I was mentioning with the the, I get the Patriots d- defense. I just can you feel confident that the Patriots will win against the Bills in the cold? I just think there's something against about Belichick's Buffalo. ability to prepare a team when they get to the playoffs. But I you get can, it. You can prepare a team, but it's all depending on what type of what they put yeah. out there. Yeah. Nick Saban probably I felt mean, good about the team he prepared. I mean, I would love to see Buffalo continue on. Uh, I want to see the Patriots carry on. That's That would be my initial thought. And yeah. I'd be like, I want them to win. But th- there's the reality of the okay. fact that their only way they're going to win is if they can get a ground game going and pound it, pound it, pound it. 
and the Buffalo Bills can't stop them, which is, but I also don't trust the, the Patriots' ability to stop them. So now we're just kind of at a stalemate, yeah. and you got to pick a winner. All right. So you're going again. You're going Buffalo by seven. By seven. I All can't right. really pick four and a half because okay. that's not really a score. All right. Well, this has been uh, this has been very interesting. Thank you for taking the time to uh, to first of all watch all those uh, watch all those games and sort of form your opinions. And uh, yeah, now we get to go watch. I'm excited. Go, go see uh, go see just how right or wrong you are. Exactly. We'll talk yeah. about that on uh, Monday. That's right. That's right. And then uh, and then we get our our first uh, Monday night playoff game. I'm very excited about that. I'm pretty excited. I keep talking about it because I think it's pretty cool. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Yeah. Appreciate your time. We will catch you next time. Absolutely. See you. See you. Go.